T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now, Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Beamaz and Beamer, welcome in here on WBEN. Thanks for being with me. Brian Mazarowski here with you. Joe is in next, uh, in for David Bellavia throughout the rest of the week. Here to talk with you. a little bit about everything going on. You know, I'm having a nice day. It's feel, I'm feeling good. We're getting a little bit closer to the holidays. It's hectic in its own right. Right? I mean, there's so much running around, everything you have to do before. And, and then there's the how ho- you know, all the running around of the holidays themselves. It's kind of crazy. You're constantly doing something. Uh, but, you know, still trying to enjoy it. And, and then... Uh, I think mostly because I work here in the news, right, that that, this is how it uh, goes on. I think mostly that uh, I work here, I am, you know, inundated with the COVID news. And I go from, you know, enjoying myself. I'm having a good time, kind of going through my day, seeing what's happening, looking at, uh, you know, Tom just walked past the studio here. He's wearing a cool... Colorado Avalanche jersey, one with a foot on the shoulder. Uh, And then I read COVID news, and I want to uh, take this steel water bottle and blast myself in the head with it, and then take this um, hand sanitizer that was made in March of 2020, uh, which is basically, I think it's just vodka, uh, but not distilled at all, and like douse my eyes and ears with it. And usually that's what I feel like when I have, uh, you know, COVID news <laughs> in, the, uh, in the news to talk about. And that's kind of what today turned into. You know, searching around, eh, I never want to talk about uh, COVID on this show, even though it happens all the time. You can't escape it. It's, it's what's happening. It's what's driving uh, most people's lives, directly or indirectly, that is. Even if you are the person who says, I, you know, I'm done with it. Hey, I got vaccinated in April, I'm done, and I'm just living my life as I think most people try to be. Even if that's you, it's still driving your life. Whether it's something at work you have to deal with, whether it's going out to the stores, whether it's now uh, going to a Bills or Sabres game. I mean, it's still this driving factor of what's going on. And I am, I think I'm fixated today on just how crazy 
everybody seems to have been lately where I'm getting more and more of these examples of things that we have always known to be true and then we're surprised when they happen. Right? I mean, how often is that happening? All the time. This During the president, um, uh, during his speech yesterday, and he was talking about the availability of testing. He was asked, you know, why do we not have, and we just heard this, and if you were with us a little bit earlier, with Don Arthur, who's the owner of Brighton Eggert and BlackRock Pharmacy, we were talking with him about testing. And, you know, he was kind of uh, saying along the lines, you know, why don't we have a greater availability of COVID tests, of rapid tests, of, you know, all these different types of tests that people can get cheaply or freely and easily? You know, it's what we hear from doctors. Oh, this might be the most important thing. If you know that you have COVID, I mean, that's the best way to not spread it. <laughs> it's because if you know that you have it, you can act accordingly. So, you know, give people tests for free. And the president was asked about it yesterday and basically said, well, no one could have anticipated this. You know, who could have predicted this? He was asked, is it a failure that we didn't have enough tests in this country? No, because who could have predicted this? I'll go to, uh, I, you know, I won't use my words for it. You know, we'll go to someone smarter. Uh, Emily Oster, a uh, professor who has uh, written a lot about this, especially COVID and kids. Uh, she works at Brown University, professor in economics there. Um, who could have predicted this? As she uh, so po uh, you know perfectly put it in all caps, everyone. Right? Everyone. <laughs> I mean, what's the next question? Who could have predicted this? We've been talking about this for two years. Hey, COVID, and, you know, we're going to have different strains and different mutations. And, you know, eventually one of these uh, strains or mutations is going to be you know, very highly transmissible, probably cause less people to get sick or know they have it. That's how viruses work. Who could have predicted that? Everybody. <laughs> you know, and here we are. Just like another one of these things, right, where we are, uh, you know, still um, kind of bogged down in this, where we are still – looking at things that I thought we knew and uh, we're going a different way. Uh, maybe Cole Beasley is another example of this. Cole Beasley, which, you know, we'll stop the, again, I'd like to separate, you know, what you think of his choice to not get vaccinated and what you think of everything else. Right? Uh, because Cole Beasley was saying things months ago that he was getting killed for in the media by everyone. He's still getting killed. I mean, you look at the reaction yesterday to him being put on the COVID list. Half the people are cheering. Oh, great. You know, uh, the other people who were put on the COVID list, oh, that's, that is that is a tragedy. Hope everyone gets well. Um, if you're Cole Beasley, half the people want to see uh, you uh, get sick. You know, let me see a video of you, right? Uh, coughing or, or something like that. But he was saying months ago when the NFL started, he said, hey, you know, vaccinated people are going to be able to spread this too. I'm going to be tested every day. Shouldn't we be testing everybody every day? If we really care about stopping the spread of COVID in our locker rooms in the game and not having it make an impact, we should be testing everybody every day. And that's what he said months ago. And he was, uh, you know, killed for just uh, everything he said was dismissed. Um. And, you know, he's just labeled, all right, anti-vaxxer, 
Uh, nothing that he says matters. And now look at, you know, we get games postponed. It's spread throughout locker rooms. It's not just the NFL. It's the NHL. Uh, fully vaccinated teams. It's spreading throughout. They've got to postpone uh, part of the season in hockey. It's exactly what happened. And he goes on to say, and he's getting crushed for this uh, online by some people, but he said that it's not COVID that's keeping me out of this game Sunday. It's the rules. And, you know, love him or hate him, love or hate his stance, he's right on that. Right? If we were just going by how we've always done things and Cole Beasley felt like he had a little bit of a cold, that would not keep him out of a football game. But the rules are keeping him out of the football game. And, you know, I see the pushback. Oh, well, he knew the rules. He should have done this and that. I Okay. There are a couple people who argue, well, you knew the rules. The rules are the rules. And then there's somebody like Cole Beasley who will say, well, wait a second. Why don't you, you know, can we look at the rules? Do the rules make sense? I think that's your two sides on that. And we are you know, reaching a point where we're getting closer and closer with whether it's a Cole Beasley or, or, you know, any of these hockey teams, or maybe it's in your office or your home where, you know, hopefully we're at the tail end of this. If we have so many people walking around with uh, no symptoms, but they need to test and are going to end up testing positive. You know, I asked the question last week, you know, hang, hang on a second. If we're talking about something that spreads like wildfire, but, you know, is perhaps much less uh, harmful to you if you get it, that would be a good thing, right? Because if everybody gets a virus that has very minimal impact on your health, again, in normal times, most people would not notice. Now, that's not to say that that's what this Omicron is. But you, if you know, I'm not a doomsdayer. I like to look on the bright side of things, and I like to hope for the best. And I hope that all these encouraging reports are what they seem to be. All of this, right? It just makes you want to bang your head against a wall. And a person texting in eight zero three zero nine thirty, you can weigh in too. Um, by giving us a call or on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, said the rules do not make sense. And, and that is where people are are kind of fed up. And I think we need to separate and really be careful with words more, which I know is a very tough thing to ask, to be careful with your words. But I really think it is it is vital to be careful with your words when you're talking about some of these because arguing about rules and the efficacy of rules and different mandates and different things that are in place is not the same thing as arguing about COVID. It is not the same thing as pretending it doesn't exist or being totally dismissive. It's an examination of things that, if we, as we've said, you know, in the past here on this program, uh, uh, these rules that have had the biggest impact on day-to-day life in America since World War II, maybe the Civil War, you know, the largest daily disruption in American life since then. It's okay to look at those rules and question whether or not they make sense. 
And that doesn't make you a virus denier. It doesn't make you an anti-vaccine. It doesn't make you any of that. Right? It, it just it makes you a person who wants to go about that. Yeah, so I'm not killing Cole Beasley this morning for questioning the rules yet again. Uh, as we saw on his Instagram post that he threw up uh, last night after you know the news broke, he tested positive. He was, again, questioning the rules. Uh, he was kind of going with, hey, listen, it's not COVID that's keeping me out. It's the rules. He said, vaccinated players, this is from Cole Beasley's Instagram, vaccinated players are playing with COVID every week now because they don't test. He said, one of my vaccinated teammates is in the hospital. He's referring to John Feliciano. He confirmed that on Twitter. I'm sure he didn't get the same energy, meaning I'm sure he didn't get the same amount of hate that Cole Beasley has gotten online. If I was Cole Beasley, by the way, I'd stay off the phone and off the internet. Um, he said, thank you for those who support everyone else. You don't get what's happening, then there's nothing anybody can do for you. He said he's uh, feeling good, mild symptoms. Thank you for the support. Look forward to being back out there with my teammates soon. But he's questioning the rules, right? We have now a version of COVID that's infecting vaccinated people. And... So his question on this is, all right, if we know this and we've seen that this is spreading amongst vaccinated people and you want to stop that, shouldn't you test everybody if that's your position, that we don't want anyone who's infected to be around the facility, not just the unvaccinated people, but everybody? And that's the question he's asking. That's why he says, all right, the rules should be at this point one for all. And everyone's dealing with rules like this. Uh, the new rule, if you missed it uh, in the last hour or so, this came from the Bills and the Sabres. And this is actually not their rule. I know they're, they're probably going to take uh, a lot of it on social media. Uh, but the new vaccination policy for going to a Bills game, going to a Sabres game, going to any event at KeyBank Center, uh, bandits, you know, concerts, anything like that, Mickey Mouse on skates, um, you all guests 5 to 11 will be required to present proof of at least one shot of the COVID vaccination. So previously, you go into the stadium. If you were under 12, you didn't have to show proof of vaccination. Now that policy is updated. But that's not a Bills and Sabres policy. And I was curious because in their statement, they said, in accordance to the New York State rules, I said, wait, did New York State change their rules? They didn't. This is actually, this went under the radar. When Kathy Hochul announced the statewide mask mandate, mask or vax, that will last until at least January 15th, in that buried far down, it didn't get a lot of attention, but it says that. Um, It says, in order to enter a business or venue that implements a proof of vaccination requirement, children ages 5 to 11 have to show proof of having had one dose of the COVID vaccine. And that was overlooked by just about everybody. Um, it, it's just now being realized that this is part, you know, someone must've called the team, uh, and someone over there at Pagoulas and said, Hey, uh, wait a second. You should be carding everyone who's aged, uh, five, six through 11. And so this is another rule. All right. And, and by the way, these are now we're entering a period where vaccinated people are spreading COVID to each other. The good news is that vaccinated people, you have this new form of COVID, generally you're not experiencing the same type of sickness that we were talking about a year ago. But 
we are creating these policies of vaccine only still under the guise of vaccinated people cannot transmit COVID to each other, right? When we first talked about vaccination only to enter the stadium, that's what it was said, right? I believe these were the county executive's words were, you can go into the stadium now and not have to worry about getting COVID because everyone's vaccinated. So does the rule still make sense with the new information that we have? Now you could turn it around and say, all right, well, maybe we're not stopping the spread of COVID because everyone has their masks off and is inside and we're all vaccinated. But uh, anyone who gets COVID in the setting, you're protected from serious illness because you've been vaccinated. Uh, Now to that point, I mean, do we add a scale to every entrance at Highmark Stadium or KeyBank Center? You know, you step on it, measure the waist. I don't know. Uh, you you can get COVID and uh, you're looking a little husky there today. Maybe we can't let you in because if you get COVID, you're more likely to end up in the hospital than somebody else. I, you know, I'm not saying that's what should be done, but if you added that rule... Going by all the other rules that might kind of make sense. What are the rules that you're facing? 803-0930. What's an example of a rule that just doesn't make sense to you? It could be in your office. It could be something that you see, uh, you know, uh, we're talking about the bills or sabers here. It it could be something that you've had to do. Maybe it's something with schools. What have we known for the last year and a half plus? COVID's impact on children is minimal. That's a blessing. You know, thank God. And yet here we are about an hour away from hearing what Buffalo Schools has to say about COVID. They've already told parents and teachers to take home all your laptops in preparation for remote learning. Which is something that we've known for a year is not working at all. (laughs) It's not working. And we know the detriment to remote learning. And we know the benefits so much outweigh the risk of having a kid inside of a classroom. But now we're maybe talking about changing the rules again now or from now when we hear from the Buffalo School Superintendent. An email, um, you know, about one person whose rule, and I actually don't, if you are in a, you know, there's uh, people who are more conservative about this, workplaces that are more conservative, and then there's people who are more loosey-goosey about it. Um, This is someone who said, all right, somebody went to a company Christmas party, was told she was a close contact with somebody who tested positive at the company Christmas party. And they said, go to work, get the self-test, you know, a rapid test on your desk, test yourself. And if you're positive, go home. We're giving you the test. That one to me actually makes sense. If you're going to be cautious about it, don't just send everybody home regardless and don't put it on them to go and get tested or not and self-report, you know, whatever. Here, here's a test. Uh, take it. You know, we, you might have been exposed. That's one that actually might make sense to me. What have you had to deal with in the workplace uh, somewhere else? 803-0930 if you want to do I, You know, some of these rules are, <laughs> they just don't really seem to, and it's why people are pushing back. You know, when people see the, um, the pushback to, and I'll go to, uh, this is on CNBC, the headline, Americans are tired of COVID 
And the official response to Omicron has only created more frustration. And I really don't think it's Americans are tired of COVID. I think that most people are pretty under, as evidenced by the vaccination rate, most people are pretty, uh, pretty much understand the risks involved in COVID. What they're tired of is kind of living under changing rules that oftentimes don't make sense. You know, masking in restaurants. Masking inside of a bar or a restaurant is not the same thing as masking inside of a big box store or grocery store. Right? Masking from the door to your seat and then everyone takes it off inside of a restaurant. And when we see the rules, we're acting like, oh, it's the same thing as keeping your mask on all the time inside of the store. Or somewhere else where that might be crowded with people. And most people are looking at that and saying, well, no, that's not true. And you can't, you know, in good faith tell me that as I'm getting from my chair to go to the bathroom, that me putting a mask on there and then taking it off right as soon as I sit down is really making a difference. <laughs> you know, wearing a mask one-tenth of the time I'm inside here. You know, rules like that. We can go back to last year. We had to have a debate. Is a chicken wing considered a meal? Is that substantial enough food to uh, you know, be able to sit down and order a beer with? Oh, my goodness. You know, These are the debates that people are getting sick of. What are the rules that you're you know, going on two years here that you're still trying to make sense of, even despite what we see, you know, from smart people otherwise. Let me know. 803-0930. You're listening to BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. It's BMAS and Beamer. Now Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. And Brian Mazarowski here with you for the next half hour or so. The kids... Aren't all right, or are they? I, I don't know. We'll hear in just about an hour from Kreiner Cash, who is the superintendent of Buffalo Schools. Uh, they put a scare into just about everybody earlier this week, late Monday, sending home a letter to parents that, hey, take home all your laptops, your tablets, everything you got over the holiday break uh, because we want to be prepared for a return to remote learning, which I was uh, a little flabbergasted by to say uh, the least. I was flabbergasted. I'm not sure what was the more shocking thing I've read this week. Uh, it was either that letter talking about a potential return to remote learning in the Buffalo Public School District, which I would think would be un, you know, uh, unbelievable uh, that we're taking that step back, or this. This was in the Financial Times. Um, why I wear capes and other men should too. As it was an actual thing, a column that somebody wrote online. In case you were wondering if there's just too much information nowadays, um, Charlie Porter yesterday writing about how capes are for men are having a moment. No. No, they're not. <laughs> that's, that's not true, Charlie. Come on. I know you want to wear your cape. Um, you got excited at the Spider-Man premiere. You, you want to wear that superhero outfit out walking down the street, but it's just it's not going to work. Not going to work, Charlie. Sorry. That might have been the most ridiculous. But right behind it would be this letter 
uh, from Buffalo schools to parents, especially at a time when it seems like we're all finally in agreement that having kids inside the classroom is the right thing to do. You heard it from the governor. You hear it from the president yesterday. Uh, You even heard it from the county executive, county health commissioner here locally, that they're, they're going to pivot now to test to stay after they found that, you know, we've been keeping thousands of kids home in quarantine throughout the school year because they might have been a close contact with the COVID case. They ran a pilot program and found Um, You know, of all the kids involved who might have been in close contact of a case of one tested positive in Grand Island over the course of the last few weeks. So, you know, now we're going to keep even more kids in school. We seem to be rolling in this direction. And then here comes uh, Buffalo schools. Now, we don't know what they're going to say. I would still be stunned to hear that they are shutting down the classroom for any significant period of time. Because we have had this discussion so often over the last two years. This is Dr. Joseph Allen wrote this recently, just the other day, in the New York Times. He is director of the uh, Harvard Healthy Buildings Program at their School of Public Health. He's also chair of the Lancet's COVID-19 Task Force on Safe Work, Safe School, and Safe Travel. So pretty, uh, you know, qualified, I would say, the doctor. Uh, He wrote just a couple of days ago that the argument for keeping schools open rests on two constants ever since the pandemic began. The risk of severe outcomes to kids from COVID infection is low, and the risks to kids from being out of school are high. He continued on the risks from COVID, the weekly hospitalization rate for school-aged children approximately 1 in 100,000, and that stayed remarkably consistent throughout the pandemic. That's the origin strain, alpha, the winter surge, even through the delta strain. And the American Academy of Pediatrics, in a report released this month, said the available data indicate COVID-associated hospitalization and death is uncommon in children. And he also pointed to a new study, a large meta-analysis published last month, shows that kids who tested positive for coronavirus have rates of persistent symptoms, a.k.a. long COVID, that are similar to those who tested negative. Which is to say that things that we might look at as long COVID in kids might just actually be the impact of everything that's gone on over the last two years. So uh, all these... Right. Uh, All all these different arguments are being made, all pointing to one thing. Keep the kids in school. Yet we might be doing the opposite thing in Buffalo. Now, we don't know for sure. We're going to hear in less than an hour, hopefully, from the Buffalo school superintendent. But are we really doing this? I mean, is this another example of a rule that just makes you go, what is going on here? Are we learning anything? Are we listening to anybody? It would kind of seem that way if that decision was made to close schools. We talked about it earlier this morning. Mar- Michael Cornell is president of the Erie Niagara School Superintendents Association. Uh, he joined us. I asked him, you know, is there concern now that there's this talk uh, about bringing home your equipment, being ready for a return to remote learning? And, you know, he kind of reiterated the points. We know 
the best place for kids Monday through Friday is in the classroom for a, a list of reasons that's too long to say in this interview. So are, is this going to be another example of us knowing something and then acting in a different sort of way? I want to play for you this. This is from uh, ABC This Morning. We went through it once. Lionel Moyes were reporting on the new strategy in the state of Florida. A change in messaging here in Florida, commercials from the State Department of Health promoting vaccines. Getting a vaccine can not only protect you, but your loved ones too. Have been pulled from the air and replaced by new spots. Early treatment saves lives. It definitely saved mine. The new ads show COVID patients promoting exercise, vitamins, and antibody treatment. While there is a quick shot of a syringe, the word vaccine is never mentioned. Lionel Moyes, ABC News, Miami. Oh, my goodness. Can you, I mean, the horror in the voice there, right? When talking about the uh, new ad that's running in the state of Florida. Did you, they're advising people to exercise and take care of their bodies. The horror. I can't believe it. They didn't, In this 30-second ad, they didn't even mention the word vaccine once. Where... How are people going to know that vaccines exist if we don't put them in this ad? Are we still looking at that way about keeping fit and healthy? Especially now that should be the uh, goal, right? Now, listen, this is going to be the second time this morning I'm going to pick on my beloved John Feliciano. I love him. He's, He's maybe the guy with the best attitude on the team. And then he's got a little bit of a mean streak on the field. But the Bills offensive lineman yesterday on social media saying he had to go to the ER. He tested positive for COVID. He's fully vaccinated, he said. But because of his symptoms, they were so strong, he contracted COVID still, had to go to the ER, got monoclonal antibody treatment, and uh, is feeling better. Hopefully that is still the case. But does that not go to show physical fitness – Maybe more important than ever. You might say, Brian, you know, what are you talking about? This is an NFL football player. I mean, this is the peak physical fitness. So it, it didn't matter. It's an NFL offensive lineman, right? Typically, those guys are carrying around a few extra pounds that we probably shouldn't be. They're freak athletes. I don't know if they're the perfect picture of health. So, yes, we are encouraging people. And it's amazing. After all we've known about the people who suffer severe outcomes uh, is mostly older people. It is mostly people who have some sort, you know, obesity, being overweight. That's right up there amongst the types of people who will find themselves suffering a severe outcome. And yet still, if we mention it... (laughs) You know, you heard the tone right there. It's like sheer horror. They're talking about people getting healthy. What is this? That's not the message. Uh, But it's another example of uh, whether it's rules or just how we talk about this, that it's flying right in the face of something we know. We mentioned the White House yesterday. Joe Biden was asked the question, you know, is it a failure in any way on the White House, on the country? that we don't have enough tests for everybody? The answer was no. Who could have predicted this? We all predicted it. Last year, you listen to anybody. 
we are going to have this virus. It's, uh, you know, going to mutate. Eventually, it's going to mutate in a way that might make it more transmissible. Hopefully, more transmissible and less, you know, virulent, less uh, symptoms that you'd have if you catch it. But we, every single person, every doctor we've had on the show said that multiple times over the course of the last two years. And we're still seemingly not really listening to anyone. I was asking you, you know, what, what are the silliest rules that we're still living? Because that's what I contend. That's not, it's, you have to be careful with your words. That, you know, when we say, oh, Americans are sick of COVID. No, it's not, Americans aren't sick of COVID. I, the most Americans recognize COVID for the threat that it is. People are sick of being told things that just don't really make sense. You know, what are these rules that don't really make sense to you? Uh, someone chiming in on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, you can do the same, 803-0930 to give us a call or text in there. Uh, someone saying kind of what I said, dumbest rule to date still remains the masking in a restaurant until you get to your seat, right? I mean, can you call it a mask mandate when you only have to wear a mask for two minutes of your two-hour stay? Someone else saying, oh, the person working in a kitchen at a restaurant has to wear a mask the whole time. But a priest at an altar <laughs> preparing the host that you're about to consume doesn't have to. I, there you go. I mean, you're kind of doing the same thing, <laughs> talking over your food. Uh, and one's facing a whole group of people. The other is uh, hopefully back there. It depends on the restaurant, I guess. Uh, and then a couple of other people talking about the no kids in school. I, I think that's what people are sick of. And that's where you have to be careful. It's not that people are sick of COVID. It's not that people are, oh, tired uh, of hearing about COVID. It's just people are tired of things that don't make sense to them. People are tired of being treated like children. And I think that's perfectly understandable. And there's a lot of things. There's a laundry list of things that don't exactly make sense to people. You know, now we're looking at kids 5 to 11. If you're not vaccinated with one dose, you're not allowed inside of a Bills game or a Sabres game. That's the state's rule that they put in. You know, all through 2020, really I think the turning point was the vaccine. All through 2020... It was, you know, we have to uh, do this to keep the kids safe. You know, now it's the other way around. Now, oh, well, you know, the kids, whatever. We have to do this to keep the adults safe. It's a vaccine mandate inside of a small space with the idea that no one has to wear a mask because everyone's vaccinated under the guise of, well, no one can get or spread COVID. We're all vaccinated. And we heard it from the doctor there. If you got a shot of Johnson & Johnson eight months ago, you're going to get and spread COVID with this new variant. I, it, this is what kind of drives people a little bit crazy. And it, it's also being careful with your words when you say, um, you know, about masking. I, I think people are quick to say, oh, masks don't work, when I think what they want to say is that they don't believe mask mandates work. And there is a difference. And by not distinguishing uh, between the two, 
you're kind of allowing people to say, I mean, it would be common sense that a mask would work. I think we, we all had that common sense in March of 2020. And I don't need a lab study to tell me that if I put a piece of cloth in front of my face, that at least some of the spit coming out of my mouth is going to be blocked from flying into your eyeballs. That's not to say that it's a perfect solution or anything like that. But there is some per, uh, there is some purpose to it. So then, you know, when a mask mandate comes into effect and everyone says, oh, masks don't work, I think it's very easy for anybody to point to, oh, well, we have this lab study or just common sense. What, what do you mean? A mask would obviously work. When I think what people mean to say is, well, do, does a mask mandate work? Because I'm looking at all these charts of when a mask mandate goes into effect and I'm looking at COVID cases and across the board, across the world, there seems to be very little correlation between, uh, you know, mask mandate stopping something uh, or a mask mandate doing nothing. We heard from the county executive yesterday, oh, the mask mandate is working. That's why our cases are down, our hospitalizations are down. Or we could learn from what we already know, what happened last year at this time. We had a spike at the beginning of December, that post-Thanksgiving spike, cases went down. Then we had another little spike again, went to that same level uh, around the first uh, week of January. And then it went down again. We talked with Dr. Russo earlier this morning. He said, yeah, he would expect the same thing to happen. We're seeing a lull after a Thanksgiving spike. I'd expect to see another spike after Christmas. That's how it works with everybody gathering indoors. But depending on who you ask, we'll say, oh, no, it's all the masks that are uh, having that effect. I wonder what the reasoning will be if we do see that expected spike after uh, Christmas is it, is it still the masks as the reason why we're seeing a reversing trend, or can we look back at our data? I mean, the same chart that's up there and available to people to look at every single day of cases this time last year, and, and look at that a little. But anyways, you know, all this is to say that when COVID is in the news, I want to take my head, slam it into this wall, and uh, hopefully uh, break off a piece of my head that is. Um, you know, that's and uh, to the person who just chimed in, it's Christmas time. How about a subject that's a little more positive or upbeat? That's what you have Joe for. And he's here for like four hours right after me. He's a, you know, Christmas positive, upbeat. That's that's kind of his lane. I'm not going to steal it from him. And what do you want me to get in here for? I'll lie to you the whole time. Say, yeah, I'm upbeat. I'm feeling great. It's Christmas time. I'm being told all these different things. I'm not feeling upbeat when uh, we spend most of our day kind of going through. All right, where are the tests? What's the reaction of this? These cases, these hospitalizations. Here's a Bills player who's not going to be allowed to play on Sunday. All right. You know, there's, uh, I don't know. That was what was on my mind today. Hopefully uh, we hear some positive news out of Buffalo schools. And we are expected to hear that when it happens uh, here live on WBEN in uh, just over a half hour from right now. We're down at City Hall. Uh, Kreiner Cash, the Buffalo school superintendent, is there. He's going to give an update after he's sent home to parents. A letter basically saying, hey, get ready for a return to remote learning, despite everyone thinking that that would never happen, uh, given what we've all been looking at and thinking. 
over the past uh, several weeks. And I don't know, you know, maybe tomorrow we do turn it around. I've been thinking about, you know, what some of my favorite things are in the past year because I was sitting in here with Susan yesterday and we were talking about something. Um, and I'm just thinking to myself, hey, I forgot that happened in 2021. The, the year has just been so crazy. I mean, you forget things that happened earlier in the year that this was actually this year. So maybe we'll go through some year favorites at some point over the next week or so. Uh, and that's coming up, too. And how about this? The, the good news. You t- turn a negative into a positive. Listen to this story about what happened on Broadway yesterday. There was one tossed playbill outside the Schoenfeld Theater as Come From Away canceled its performance just minutes after seating the entire audience. There was definitely um, gasps around the theater. Everybody was kind of... I don't know. It was shocking. Cassidy Flick and her parents flew in from Colorado for a magical Christmas in the Big Apple, only to learn they would not get to see this musical and that it would be too late for another show. We're looking at tickets for tomorrow now. Yeah, because it's too late now to get anything for tonight. All right. So they cancel. You know, that's a tough, tough go. I mean, you go to New York City, you go to see a Broadway show, you're excited, you sit down in your seats and they cancel the show. But let's turn a negative into a positive. You know that about 10% of that audience, when they pull that curtain up and they say, hey, sorry, our show's been canceled, 10% of that audience, they're sitting there, they're going, oh, oh, yeah, (laughs) yes, I don't have to sit through this Broadway musical, perfect, let's go and get something to eat. There's probably a significant portion of that audience who didn't want to be there. They got that news that the show was canceled the last minute, they were sitting down, Playbill in their hands, uh-oh. <laughs> 10% of them were saying, all right, the, things are looking up. Couldn't have asked for anything better. I get to skip the show. <laughs> That's turning a negative into a positive. Joe's good at that, and he's up next. You'll hear from him. He's in for David Bellavia all week long here on WBEN. I'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out, and uh, if this is your last day in the workplace or listening to us, Happy holidays uh, from all of us here at WBEN. It's almost approaching 10 o'clock, 9.56. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 